Okay, there might be some words I'm not allowed to say on here, but we're gonna say them anyways. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Speaking as a Free Action Podcast. I'm Scudder, your host, and I'm joined today with my fellow Goomen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know you were going Yeah, you I was going <laughs> to introduce us. That's normally I was what you going do. to. Well, I was going to, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to see what happens. And I just got like <laughs> stared with my mouth open, and I was like, they're not saying anything. Should I say something? So and I waited. He does. He always has been covered. Hell yeah. Oh, oh. Now, it's Thursday. Yep. And there's no Pathfinder this week. Badge. Badge. Okay. I want to go to a party. Yeah. Oh, oh that's, so that's your fault. Okay. I already told you this. I know, but we're just, you know, <laughs> I didn't tell you this out again. It's your fault. Yeah. I've got some friends in Louisville that want to have a little shindig, and I haven't been out of my house in like two months. Well, I've been out of my house, but it's like to go to my mom's house. So it doesn't really count. You know, it kind of feels like the same problem. So I need to get Parties out there. Fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna see some like Cody and them, Cody and Lucas and all them. So oh, really? But, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of sad that we don't get to play more Serpent Skull because I was really excited to see where we were getting into because it's a new and exciting. Uh, and Serpent Skull, we have made it to. How do you say it? Ta- is it Tazon? You know, it's it's not in the book, but that's how I read it the first time because. I think it's spelled T-A-I-Z-O-N, but it's spelled T-A-Z-I-O-N. Oh, like, so it could be like Tazion. 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 Since the first time I read it, I just saw it as Tazon, so I just always call it Tazon. Tazon's fine. But upon getting to Tazon, we see that the walls have basically decayed, or maybe they were brought down a long time ago. And yeah, it's like an ancient ruins, right? So, and now it's inhabited by what? What is the creature we were fighting? To, I think I did a knowledge check on them. Uh, I gotta look up their names again. They're monkey men. Yeah, they're like chimpanzees with swords. Uh, Charaka. C H A R A U K A. Don't look these up because, like, you guys are not done fighting these. I'm looking at them right um, now. Charaka. But yeah, they're, they're like uh. Monkey men. Okay. They don't. I don't. I don't really see a problem with them yet. Their little in, immediate haste action they can do is pretty freaking cool. Um. But I'm interested to find out. They have going um. They don't yeah, seem I mean, they're, very, uh, they're they're not like super crazy. I feel like they're more like the uh. Like the buffer enemy. They're just like yeah. There. Yeah. 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 They're like the filler. Yes. He's able to yeah. chop them down. You know, like they're, they're the ones that are like you know. If I can get a few hits in on you guys, you know, maybe Scud, CJ, use a few spells. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a few rooms later, that'll come in handy. I got to a point where I just, I just kind of cast spells. Yeah, you should. You shouldn't just, like. You shouldn't like hold on to them worried. No. You should just. It's be also careful. like, like who, at this point, who cares? It's just like, mm, snowball you in the face for five d six points of damage yeah, if it hits, damage. and maybe you're staggered for one round. That's pretty big. It is huge damage. See an ad right here. It says Fane, 
Rain Wilson's first fandoms, Star Trek and D and D. Nice. Yeah. We'll get Rain Wilson in on the game. Yeah, let's get Rain Wilson. I'm about to. Uh, uh, I'm about to confess oh. something about Alpha oh. real quick. Uh oh. I thought about retiring him because wait, who? Alphonse, because of oh. uh, because of how like difficult Major's kind of is. Uh, class. I mean, you're doing I, good though. I agree. Playing I've been forgetting the cast offensively when we've been playing recently. It's like the one thing I forgot to do. Everything else I have, like I have like the two up and fighting ingrained in my character sheet, and yeah, no, know, I think you're that. doing a good job. Because um, I agree, it is a hard class. And I messed up my made my first major Arcana, and like. I don't know whenever I'll be able to actually redo that one. What uh, Magus Arcana did you get? So I got a Magus Arcana, like whenever Pretty I was like pages. level four or something, to where um, I can uh, cast, or I can like regain spells or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, and then I got like the spell call, spell recall ability. That I can just oh, do so it was my... just like a wasted thing. Yeah, and then another one I did was uh, I uh, made the uh, I took the meta magic feat where I can like use like a first level spell with like a second level spell slot. Um, and then like a couple levels later, it was like uh, you can get no, oh, that was it, spell recall over the meta magic feats i was like well fuck if i can just use uh major sarcana points for my arcane pool to get my spells back then i don't really have to worry about running out of first level spells to cast shield that was like the reason i took mm -hmm. that feat was because in case i run out of uh spell slots for like uh spells that i need like shield or shocking grasp i could use like that meta magic to cast it at the second level and then a couple levels later, it was like, actually, you can just use your arcane pool to get that back. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, so we could I, definitely oh. work around that if that's, like, your main reason why you don't want to play them and shit. Like, we could definitely figure that out. It I would say, though, if, like, if you're just not having fun with them. No, I'm having fun. It's just I feel like I've been doing not the best job of, like... Building him? Yeah. And playing him, yeah. Well, we... So... Book two's been all travel, so like there hasn't really been because I remember we talked about this before. There hasn't really been an opportunity for us to like retrain mm -hmm. Alphonse. That would make sense. But book three, I think, has travel to start. But then you guys like, I'm pretty sure settle in for a while in like an area. So I mean, it it doable that we could retrain him. It would what? Help a lot. What was the name that you picked? What was the name of it? The uh, Arcana, the Magus Arcana. I'm Let looking for spell clear. recall and I can't find anything. Spell recall is a, is a standard mage's ability. Okay, yeah, that you get at four. Yeah, let me see okay. what the arcana, because it was two things that I was like, fuck me, dude. I fucked up Alphonse twice. And it's, it, you know, like, that's funny. It's like, I, I remember doing that in the Pathfinder video game with Lan. I took something that, like, he gets as a class feature later on. A rapid shot or whatever? Yeah, and, like, in the game, it's like, well, that's fucked. Like, I'm fucked now. I guess okay. I could retrain, but, like, I'm fucked. But, like, dude, in tabletop, we could fucking... We could you can retrain him in the game, can't you? Yeah, yeah, it's just a lot of fucking money. It's, like, 10k or something like that? It's a fucking hassle, because you gotta retrain the entire class, or, like, the yeah. entire character, so every level... It's a pain in the ass. I almost wanted... In the game, I picked a, uh, a mythic ability that is not good. I... 
thought it was cool when I picked it, and I've got no value out of it on my. Can main you not character. retrain those? I think I have to retrain my whole character. Right, same same kind of deal. So oh. it's kind of like this is lame. I figured yeah, out yeah. what the other thing. Actually, the other thing wasn't as bad. What is um, it? It was uh, pull strike. Um, it's the thing that uh, I do that's alternative to shock and grasp. Yeah. It do as much damage, but it lets me change the damage type. Oh. So that one actually did turn out to be a good choice. Yeah, that yep. is a good choice. Pull strike. So is pretty, you were using that really early. Bad. Yeah, I was using it really early, so that way I didn't have to like because i mean you guys know what it is at this point alphonse's thing is run up and hit something with a fucking spell sword you know what yeah. i'm saying that's yeah. isn't that just mages yeah so yeah, like pulling out this pull the pull strike made it to where i could do it more often and then pull strike also helps a lot whenever lightning isn't going to do anything to it <laughs> so i can I do like it. 3d6 fire instead that's pretty cool yeah, I like Alphonse, so I mean, I don't want you to retire him. I'm not going to if I can help it. I, I want to keep playing him and playing him. I think we could work around your problems for sure. No doubt. Yeah, they've got a bunch of really interesting stuff. Cast haste on yourself using your arcane pool. Interesting. Yeah, they've got some cool shit. My character in the game does not feel like I've got cool shit. I don't know if it's because I picked to be a sword saint instead of a just basic Standard, magus. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I'm losing a lot of things. Oh, you were talking when about you... Lana. No, she's, she's, she's not. I was like, what are we talking about right now? No, uh, Avison, the character in the game. Um, I, I went rogue. Um, shoot. Magus. Yeah. Magus. Yeah. The thing we were literally just talking about. I went rogue Magus, and my idea in my head was like, I'd be this like crazy, like snake attack damage doer, and then I'd do like a lot of touch spells, and I'd have a rapier, and I could just like, you know, kind of just pop off on the side, uh, kind of like a rogue. And I just don't feel, I feel like I'm this weird rogue. I'm like a rogue that can just kind of do spells. And it just feels wrong. Yeah, you're like, uh, you pretty much should have played like uh, Arcane Trickster. Yeah. Yeah, there's just Wolgif's in the game. Except he's not now, he left. Where I'm at in the, in the game. He yeah, just same. disappeared. He just dipped out. Yeah. Um, you're making me want to play that game again. It's been a lot of fun. I've had a I really good time. I uh, earlier because I was trying mm -hmm. to remember my party and like just me hopping on there and like seeing where I'm at. Where I'm at is tough. Yeah. Just like really shitty fights. Yeah. But. I don't know, like, I got the urge to play again. Yeah. Uh, it's been really fun going back. This is the furthest I've made it where I'm at now, which is uh, invading... Uh, Dresden's is really fun. Dresden, yeah. Yeah, Dresden's a really fun part. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, looking forward to that. I I fought that uh, Nobasu, I think it's called, uh, today. Mm -hmm. And CJ was in chat when I was doing that. And... The Nobasu fight was super easy. And CJ was like, well, CJ, remember you had told me the ghoul fight with like the six ghouls or whatever in the room at the, like the cathedral. Yeah. Uh, you were like, yeah, I think after this, it gets kind of easier. And I was like, okay. So, and it, I mean, it kind of did feel that way, which was weird. But yeah, I got to the Nobasu fight, which is the boss fight of act two. I'm like, okay. But I think I just properly played it where the fight starts and Ninio slowed like eight ghouls and then uh 
don't know, Bossu walked up on us, and I run Regil and um, Sila. So I just kind of like, you know, buffed them. They walk forward, and put just the fucking put the smack down on the Nobasu. And I mean, he was like almost halfway dead by like turn three. And uh, pretty much after that, my character followed up, land just hit some shots. Uh, I kind of run uh, Nenio as a utility support in a way, more offensive support. Like she does like a lot of um, like AOE coverage. Like she, uh, she, I always have her running like spiked pit or just normal pit. Um, I think I just got acid pit. <laughs> I'm gonna get all the fucking pits. <laughs> uh, but she's also got um, just like kind of random shit after that, like magic missile. I always put lots of that on. Enlarge person. Um, I'm trying to think what else she runs. Oh, she runs haste and slow. Uh, that's kind of her whole shindig right now. And then Ember, I always have her with heal spells. And then I had her take the Mythic Feet healing where she can um, use uh, healing spells at range. So she's just like can perfectly sit in the back and buff and buff. And then her hexes are all like debuffs to like their AC. Um, or it makes them more vulnerable to magics. And I don't, oh, and then the other one, I took the healing hex. Because it's pretty much a free heal per day that I can Yeah, that healing hex is nice. So, um, uh, Ninio, yeah. I'll play Ninio kind of similarly, except player. A little bit like I don't know how much you went into her like spell scribing thing where she like can like make scrolls of shit, mm -hmm. but I actually thought about making a, a scroll scribe wizard for Serpent Skull instead of Alphonse because of the way that I was playing Ninio. Because at first I was kind of like you, where I was like, she's gonna be my buffer, mm -hmm. and then I was like, well, wait a second, like, actually. I can just make scrolls of haste and make scrolls of pit mm -hmm. and stuff like that and use her spell slots for like big damage spells. Mm -hmm. So it would be like we would get into a fight, Ninio would cast a, a haste scroll and haste everyone and then use like her highest level uh, spell slot to just do like the biggest damage she can on the next yeah. turn. Uh, I kind of thought about doing stuff like that, but I've been... I, I mean, I've been using her the way I just said I did, but um, mm -hmm. I've been having her like repeat spell or uh, scrolls like uh, slow and haste to put mm -hmm. them on backup because my character can cast it too. Uh, both of those spells. So it's nice, like, with my character being blind for like the entire boss fight of book two or act two, my character was blind the whole time. So I think I hit like maybe four or five times in the entire like start to finish of uh, the boss area. Um, but yeah, so I would give her like scrolls of haste and slow. So Ninio was kind of open to creating pits and, uh, slowing, but now she has the, uh, the staff of fireballs so she can cast fireball three times per day, which is really nice. Um, that's like your Ninio is how I have my Jacito because I have King yeah, Jacito on my party and he's like, you know, he's the, uh, he's a bar. So he's just my pure buffer. Um, oh. I I don't know what I did with Ninio, but I have her DC on there. I'll, I'll have to get on there and check later. I'm pretty sure, like, because I focused on, like, illusion spells, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So her DC for illusion spells is, like, 25. Yeah. So <laughs> I run, like, Phantasmal Killer, and it yeah. works all the time. 
She's got another spell she can get later on that's like color spray, because color spray is an, an illusion spell, but it works um, in an area and it only affects uh, enemies. So it's like you could just drop color spray in a radius somewhere um, and it only affects enemies. I haven't got to use it yet, but I'm excited. And then I didn't know color spray was so powerful. It's such a good spell for a level one spell. It affects... It so the higher HD things are, the way that the spell works. Yeah. Pull it up real quick. Uh, I know that's how it works. And I think the last thing is it stuns them. I forgot to put Pathfinder. Does it stun um, up to a HD of enemies? Yes. So on tabletop version, uh, a vivid cone of clashing colors springs forth from your hand, causing creatures to become stunned, perhaps also blinded, and possibly knocking them unconscious. Each wow. creature within the cone is affected according to its HD. So it's not an, it's not like four HD worth of creatures are affected. It's like based on whatever their HD are, if they are in the cone, this is how they're affected. It's not like sleep, because I think that's how sleep, sleep. worked. Um, so two HD or less, the creature is unconscious, blinded, and stunned for 2d4 rounds, then blinded and stunned for 1d4 rounds, and then stunned for one oh round. God. Only living creatures are knocked unconscious. So it's like two HD or less, you're fucked. Sh colors, if you fail, you're fucked. Three or four HD, the creature is blinded and stunned for 1d4, 1D4 rounds, then stunned for one round. Um, and then five or more HD, which is basically what up most common creatures I'm fighting now, uh, the creature is stunned for one round. But a stun for one round yeah. is huge for a, a level one spell. And for Ninio, that's like DC like 18. So it's like, that's a pretty fair DC. Only thing is that the casting range is pretty short. And so she's got to get up in the, the shit of it. Um, I see right here, uh, sightless creatures are not affected by color spray, which I think is Dude, very funny. I didn't realize until I played Pathfinder just how brutal blindness is. Because mm -hmm. you can literally only get rid of it with remove blindness. And like, you can't even cast like Dude. greater restoration on somebody. Nope. Like, you have to have remove on, blindness. Uh, mm -hmm. On Eliana, I came into Kingmaker with remove blindness and deafness because there's a part in the glass cannon where their gunslinger yeah. goes blind for like I, it probably wasn't that long but it felt like 15 episodes like he just yeah. didn't get to do anything because he was fucking blind <laughs> yeah you have to what you have to be able to hit them first and then there's a 50 50 chance you miss you, yeah. you have concealment on yourself like so, your eyes are concealed. Yeah. when i was building eliana i was like i'm taking this spell just in case uh, oh, well. Dude, so I was playing today, and I was like, okay, you know, we're done with the boss fight. I'm in my camp, and I was like, I need to go. I don't know if you saw this. I was like, I need to go buy a scroll of remove uh, blindness and heal my character. And so, I, like, I run over to the guy that sells scrolls, and I got a few of them. And I was like, all right, we're good. We're in this, like, random encounter, and I'm like, all right, it's time to, you know, cure my character. We got out of the fight with the ghouls. So I was like, all right, it's time to cure it. And I get it, put it on Ember's bar because she can cast it, and... She casts it, and I see over my character's head, it goes, uh, saving throw succeeded. And I was like, oh, fuck, is it got a fucking saving throw to break blindness? And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm There's no way it's a saving throw to break blindness. I open my inventory, and I look, and I bought five scrolls of blindness. <laughs> and That's blinded. awesome. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So That's I had to go awesome. back to my camp, buy actual scroll, and I, I, I did that. 
Yeah, dude, I had to fucking. I was like, this is fucking embarrassing. It was very that funny. Awesome, That's man. awesome. That really is awesome. I was so mad at myself. I was like, thank God I didn't cure it and then accidentally fucking cast it on me again. Uh, but yeah, the fact that the only thing that cures it is um, that's one specific spell sucks. It yeah. sucks. It makes me so mad. I was like, uh, do I have a potion? Do I have a scroll I picked up maybe early on? Do I have a... a can can my paladin cast it? Oh, no. I was just gonna say too. I think with the paladin, I think I gave paladin Drew like, I think he because you can build like a, I don't know how it works exactly because I can't remember. It's been a while and I've never played paladin in the game, but you can like take like remove sickness or like remove like there's like a path like you get remove nauseated, remove sickness. It's like goes up. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. With, yeah with drew i i think i went the blindness deafness way just in case oh see i went the sick and nauseated way because i didn't want to yeah. keep getting because i was getting like nauseated for like five I minutes i think i did that i think um yeah. but i don't think we get it at the level i'm at and the spell i don't i think claire or not claire but paladins can cast it but it's the it's a third level spell to remove blindness so i'm pretty sure it is but um I can only cast up to second level spells on Sila. So I was like, well, fuck. Then I was like, do I go back down the hill and be like, hey, we gotta go. <laughs> I'm fucking blind. Um, and then try to find a scroll and then come back and fight the boss. And I was like, story-wise, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Metagame-wise, that makes absolute sense. And then I was like, I don't even know if they're gonna let me leave if I go down the hill. Uh, but it was an awesome boss fight. I'm so excited to get into Dresden. The one thing I was confused on, and CJ, I don't know if you saw this, and Tyler and CJ, I don't know if you guys played this. After that boss fight on the church, I went some like back way through the graveyard, and there was like, uh, do a athletics check to get down. And I was like, okay, this is probably just the fast way to get down. So I get down, and then I walk over a little bit, and it's like, do another check to get down. So I get down again, and then there's like a, garg a gargoyle chieftain in front of me. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I fought him, and then I go around the back. I'm like, okay, so there's a path this way, too. And I was like, I wonder what this way is. And then, like, I'm there, and it's like, ghouls. I'm like, okay, ghouls. Okay, so I fight them, and then it's like, more gargoyles. I'm like, okay. And then it's like, another pack of ghouls. And then it was like, incubuses and succubus. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then, like, this shadow demon appeared, and I fought the shadow demon. And I was like, why is this even here? And then I get to the end point, and then it's like, I fought like three boss creatures, like named creatures over there yeah. in the back. And I was like, why weren't these guys in the fucking chapel when like I was fighting the fucking boss? Why are they just out here doing nothing? And then I got the badass fucking, uh, I don't know what it's called, the gnome double hooked staff or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I gave that to Regal. And what's cool about it is it's, it can only be used by a lawful creature to activate the power that the the weapon has uh and he is lawful evil so he was able to use it but uh anytime a lawful creature uses it against a creature with a chaotic subtype it deals an additional like 2d6 so he's like pumping out damage now and he can attack four times uh and i gave him one of the uh the mythic feats or whatever that causes uh anytime you hit you uh you gain plus two to your damage and it stacks up to 10 times so if he like hits three times in a row, he's got like a plus yeah. six in the bank. And I mean, earlier today he was hitting like, it was like 18 plus 20. And then it was like, just it was just racking up. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. 
He is going to be a fucking monster against demons now. I'm having a great time with the game. I don't know yeah, where Yeah, you're this, making like, me want to play it again. Ryochi, this fucking, like, yeah. Ryochi is busted in my main party mm -hmm. because, like, there are no Waxies, there are no Katanas in that game, right? Oh, that's um, true, yeah. So I was going through it and I was like, how can I make Ryochi? Uh, and there's no ninja, there's no samurai in that game. So mm -hmm. I made him a cavalier fighter. And oh. um, part of the fighter that he went down, um, the weapon that I decided to use, because it was like the best weapon I could use with uh, uh, two weapon fighting and weapon finesse, <laughs> was a dueling sword. Mm -hmm. And I believe a dueling sword in that game either does a D8 or a D10. Probably. Yeah. I can't remember. I think it might be D10. And um, I took the mythic feat that takes away his two-weapon fighting negative. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, part of his fighter was, like, pick uh, some kind of blades to get, like, a plus two equal... To like half your fighter level or some shit so like one of the options was heavy blades which was the dueling sword um oh yeah, so yeah. ryochi dude had like i was looking at him uh the other day in that game he's like level like i can't remember what level we are but he can attack like six times with all of his attacks Eesh. and his first ones are like plus 22 to hit Oh yeah, and like, and it's like one d ten plus like nine or some shit, and I'm like, Jesus, dude, Jesus Christ, Ryochi in this. Ryochi yeah. is smacking. I think that I think uh, dueling swords may have a easier crit range too. I think it's like nineteen twenty, maybe. Mm -hmm. So you can easily uh, improve that. That's the best I, thing to do on that game, though, is make your own characters, dude. It's very fun. I always feel like I make bad characters. That's I. That's the only way I've I've enjoyed the playthrough I have, like all the way through, because this is my third time and I fell off the other two times, because I I don't know I just wasn't interested in the characters I guess and this time I've got three handmade ones in my party and it's just so much better. I think multiclassing as early as I did, without a true plan in mind, has kind of muddled it up a little bit. I'm like a I'm like a decent rogue and a decent magus, but I'm too early to be good at both of them yeah so it just feels weird because yeah, like yeah, i yeah. went i started the game as mages baby rogue and then i st yeah i think i started as a mages and then i stacked rogue up until level three so then i was like okay it's time for my mages time and then it was like my rogue was really good and my mages was like level two and i was like ah there's no point in casting spells my sneak attack just does better so then it was like, okay, just stab him. And then I got rogue to level four so I could get like, um, I think I've got like uncanny dodge. Uh, I got a rogue talent. I got something else. I can't remember. Uh, and then I was like, okay, now it's time to like heavy dip into like mages pretty much the whole way. So I'm going to be like four rogue, uh, 16. I don't know if it goes to 20, but 16 mages. But it just feels like, like Ninio's over there using like fourth to fifth level magic. And I'm just sitting there using like shocking grasp. Like over right. and over again, right, and right, I'm just right. like, this doesn't feel good. To be fair, it feels like I missed it. 
To be fair, I'm a level six mages, and all I do is sit there and use shocking wrath. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So maybe I'm just catching up. I just got frigid touch, which is like a second level spell. I think it does a little bit more than shocking grass, but it pretty much seems like you use touch spells with your sword. And you just self-buff. I wish there were more spells that buffed my weapon in the game, but there doesn't seem to be a ton of them. It's more like uh, touch spells. There's like a lot of touch spells, and that's that's mainly the it. Maybe I'll just go play more Pathfinder after this. Maybe I'll just go stream. I don't know. Yeah, you should. I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, speaking of multi-classes, what do you guys think about Justin's multi-class? Oh, I want to look at it, but I don't, also don't want to look at it. I don't I know. Knew, so The second I seen his Red Mantis armor, I knew he was a Red Mantis assassin. And how do you guys feel about that? I'll let you guys discuss. I'm just interested. The, I think uh, the multi-class idea is really cool for the campaign, because like, what else are you going to get to play Red Mantis assassin? Yeah, I think it's nice because me and CJ were the only two characters that really had any kind of interaction once he showed up. Like, Seth and Josh were like... Josh was making jokes. Yeah. He, they were being dumb. Josh, hashtag called out. Um, I'll be no. I do not trust Snow for any reason. Right, CJ. as you shouldn't. Mainly yeah, because I mean... she's, she's, our, she's one of our opposing groups... Or was, I don't know what Snow truly is, but was part of an opposing group of ours. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's The way that he say. plays her is like, she's like so like uh, emotionless. Robotic. Yeah. That it's so hard to like get a vibe. I mean, yeah. Alphonse seemed to have welcomed, welcomed her in. I think Alphonse definitely trusts her a little bit more than Irlana. I think Irlana trusts her zero. Alphonse doesn't trust her very much. I mean... I mean... But you seem like... Alphonse seems like he's trying. He is trying a little bit, but that's because CJ is trying to knock shit on Justin's character. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was going to ask like, if... Yeah. I mean, I'll yeah. just be honest. Like, if it wasn't for the fact that Alphonse would be like... If it wasn't for Alphonse, she wouldn't be in the party, and I didn't want to tell Justin, like, fuck you, make a new character. Pretty like That, that would be pretty funny, though. Like, honestly, that's pretty much why. He's making it very hard for her to fit in our party. Like, extremely I hard. Think I, and he knew, I accidentally muted. He knew that started, like, when he was started with that character. Okay, but, well, like, that's good. Yeah, of course he knew yeah. that. Like yeah. I told him that. Like, dude, you're a red mantis. Like, this is gonna be tough. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, but I think as time goes on, you know, either quickly you guys will be like Justin, like, you gotta go, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, or you'll be like, oh, okay, she's cool. The only thing I see is if she, if any incident shows up that with the red, if. I'm trying to think of the way to say this. If we catch her red-handed, or even if it looks like we catch her red-handed, that's red flag. One, and to Yolanda, that's that's all the red flags I need, is one red flag. Right. And I mean, so, I think, roleplay-wise, I mean, I think that makes sense. And I don't think Justin would be mad at that. I don't think he would either. Um, and obviously, I would give him a case to try to explain himself character-wise. I don't think I'd, like, 
immediately lightning bolts his but character. He, he knew it was going to create tension in the party. And I don't think it would have been as bad. And I think CJ could have played Alphonse in a way that he could have um, maybe gone against her a little more if if anybody else in the party was like, no, let's give her a chance. But, but like you said, Sam's and Beryl were like, why well, is Beryl, your name Snow? Yeah, well, Beryl, you know, he he tried a little bit. I think Beryl uh, RP'd as much as he could to like her. You know, he asked true. if she liked Beryl's. That is true. And then uh, he asked her if she wanted a drink, and she was like, no. And he was like, I don't know what to do with this character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. And But uh, yeah, Josh is just dumb. Shout out, Josh. Yeah. Yeah, because like, if Josh was just like, I don't know, if he had name, just added... Name, no. Yeah, just added on like a little bit of just like, you know, me outsider too. Me weird. You weird. We weird together. I think it would have been like, boom, easy, easy into the party. You know what I mean? At least enough to get us to taste yeah, it. That was just the first session. So mm-hmm. I think like, you know, next two or three sessions, I think it's going to get a lot more simple. But like the way that he was like, I just want to find them. Like the way that I was like, talking about introducing his character, because I was like, I want to bring you. When he said he wanted to be Red Mantis, I was like, dude, let's bring you in in a fight or something. And he was like, no, no, no. I want to like find him. I was like, okay. So that we snuck up on you at, at night, and I, even that too is like so, so sketch, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like so sketch. What kind of fight were you gonna bring him in with? I don't know. Probably the Succubus fight. Yeah, that'd been a good one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but. But uh, I mean, like she would be like on our side. Yeah. So I don't know how I would have done it. I would have figured out something. But. Yeah, that's probably what I would have brought him in with. I don't know. It's just weird. I'm into it. You know, I think it's really exciting and cool. And it definitely is something we've never had. Before. I think the prestige class is cool. The multi-class is cool. I w- I'm still worried about the tension it creates in the party, but we'll see. What's the multi again? He's Red Mantis Assassin and Slayer. He's one Red Mantis Assassin, five Slayer. But the Slayer, he's a archetype, right? I don't know. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. I don't know. I, I, he hasn't told me. I thought he told me he wasn't just Red Mantis. I thought he said he was like Red Mantis plus this, and it wasn't just Slayer. I thought it was something more elaborate. Slayer, um, I think. Yeah, no, just Slayer. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, mean, I, I, just, you know, I don't know about the archetype. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think it's, I think it'd be really cool. Having, I think, someone like that would be interesting to see on the field. Um... It'll be nice because I think it'll combo really well with Alphonse and Sam's. You know, I think Barrel holds his own kind of his own kind of fight. He doesn't really flank or you know get in any kind of position. He's the. You know what? I'm gonna say it since it's on the pod. I'm a little annoyed that he said in his dream. You know, he was like, "Oh, I'm defends the party." You know, he or you know in his flashback, his dad was like, "You're the one that has to be the shield." You know, you have to protect people. And they were like, oh, we need a night watch. And he was like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking serious? We're going to sit here and listen to your flashback. You're going to tell me you don't want to play. Even though, you know, it's like, sure. He's just going to go to sleep. His thing also in the flashback is that Beryl is incredibly lazy, which is why he wants to be a wall because he doesn't have to do anything most of the time. That's why I made him a wall. That's why I made him. That's why I cast a large person on him. Yeah. I wanted him to feel like a wall. And that's what he was. Between me and Erlana, or between me and Snow. I was like, yep, you're going to get big. I'm going to stand back here and hopefully not kill Juice while I hurl 5d6 worth of 
snowballs at you. Repeatedly. I liked I liked doing that flashback last week. We'll probably um probably do another one next session. Probably one of you guys. Ooh. Yeah. Who who else? I, I guess we haven't done anybody else just yet, have we? Yeah, just no. I, I knew I wanted to start with Barry because I wanted you guys to know that like Barrel Baron is just I don't even know how to describe him. He's just different. He just wants to be a hero, but he's too lazy. Yeah, right? and yeah, and he's also the uh, like the heir apparent to a a, a Barrel Kingdom. Yeah, but yeah, whatever the fuck that is. That's kind of that is. I thought the way I took it when you told me and when Seth told me is his dad is leading a corporation of barrels like his dad is like yeah, the car salesman of barrels you know like yeah. he's the yes. dude yes and it's like like you walk in there and you're like yeah i uh, i'm a fisherman i've been you know using my, this barrel for years but uh look at you know, see i got a crack and he's like don't worry about it Look, you look you look like a like a redwood kind of barrel man the meat you know and then yeah, he's 100%, like hundred percent that's exactly what i, I yeah, think and of. and seth is the heir apparent to that which to me and also means nothing yeah hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent also i don't know if you caught he's adopted i did not catch that yeah because barry's a human but his dad's an elf i was looking for music during that whole thing so oh, true. yeah but i i also didn't put that together um so his dad was an elf yeah interesting one of the lowest constitution horrible tanking class or races or species if we're going to get into that but i mean barry's just a human barry is just a human he's just a man just a man with a wooden shield comes when we fight a dragon and he melts it oh i don't know if there is a dragon in this campaign gotta be a dragon somewhere wait I don't know if there's a dragon in Kingmaker. You guys didn't find dragons, did you? No, you fought a wyvern. Or no, a, a drake. I have a feeling that you guys will not find a dragon. Interesting. Not even like a, like a forest dragon. Yeah, I, I, saw, I don't know, I don't feel us it. fighting something that is similar to a dragon. Maybe well, serpent. Yeah, 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 but dragon, yeah. no. Maybe that's why they did it. They were like, yeah, we can't have them fight dragons and serpents. Yeah, it's too much of the same, uh, like, theme. Um, I don't know. We're having a good time talking about Serpent Skull. I can't we just keep talking about Serpent Skull? I'm excited to see where we're going to end up going with this. Um, yeah, book three, ooh. from what I remember, is going to be so much different than book two. What was I book two? Getting to Tazon? Pretty much. And Are we like, still in book two? No. Yes, and like yes, yeah, you yes. are, and then like finishing Tazon will be the end of book two. Gotcha. So we're running into um, our boss fight soon. Maybe. Maybe. Um, book three, I think, is going to be a lot more like. God, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, just more like settled down and mm. like knocking shit out. Mm -hmm. Less like roaming around and more just yeah. like clearing like, an area. We're, we're focused on this. Sick. I'd, I'd be excited for that. I'm excited to see how it goes. I need Tyler. I don't think you have it in your book. I'm going to take a guess. In Kingmaker, in the first and last page of the book, there are wanted posters of objectives that like the boys can do no, in the I world. Don't think that's that is. I do get alternate. Uh, like at the, at the end of the book, they give me like five or six alternate 
fights. They're like, here's like alternate encounters that you could run if you wanted. Oh, that's fine. Um, I don't think I have those. But no, I don't get like wanted posters. Okay. Um, the wanted posters are basically ways to give you guys more things to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've kind of subtly introduced them. Like one time, I think I did a uh, uh, like the guy wanted a rock egg or something, and there was like an omelet competition or something. And uh, the rock you guys fought, you told him like where you fought it, and he wouldn't got one of the eggs because it was so cold it like stayed fine. Um, Remember that early on in book one, you guys did a lot of the wanted missions. Um. I yeah, don't remember. What... I remember specifically. Yep, Tuskutter was the there. Guy. Uh, you found the dead guy. Uh, there was also, I think, uh, to kill something, a lot of somethings, and bring them back like their ears or something. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what, though. Maybe the mites? Was Might have been the mites. Something. something like that. Oh, it may have been band uh, bandits. It was to kill some bandits. Um, But, like, as the book has moved on, it's felt like... It's felt like, okay, start of the adventure. This is what you guys have to do. It's like, go handle... And I ran into the problem the hardest on book three when it was Vortikai, and it was like, go save the town. That's the mission of the book. Go do that. And then it's like, oh, yeah, and uh, there's also... Oh, if they find this guy's wacky dead cousin on the side of the road, which you guys did, uh, he would like this off of his dead body. And it's like, how? Do, when did the party even find this guy? Yeah. <laughs> There's never a point where it's like, oh yeah, there's they meet this NPC. So it's it's completely open for me to be like, hey, there's this guy that showed up and he wants to talk to you guys. And, but like once the way you guys played book three, you don't go really back to the city. You guys stood over there and you you solved the problem like you were supposed to. Um, so I just took that loot basically from the wanted poster and put it in Vordekai's extra area where he had like all the loot built up. So you guys got all the gold and whatever items were there that way. In book four, I'm going to try to play it a little differently. It feels slower paced with the way you guys are moving through the keep uh, of Fort Drelov. So I'm thinking after you guys finish Fort Drelov, you may go back to the kingdom, you know, and like kind of do a regroup. Or maybe you get called back to Fort Dre or to the kingdom. And maybe in that, while you're over there, I'm like, okay, look, these things came up. These people brought this to our attention. It's more objectives you guys can do. Um, because a few of them actually tie in story-wise to um, like your past. Like I think uh, one of the NPCs you helped a long time ago, he's like, oh, I heard you were over near Fort Drellev. I actually have a, something I need to handle over there. Can you help me with it while you're over there? And it's like, okay, this would be fun because there's a connection to it. When it was like, oh yeah, crazy cousin man, I'm not gonna have the party stop and come back and be like, oh hey, yeah, he wants you to find his crazy dead cousin. That's that's kind of it. It was the uh, the fight with the. Uh, I made it a fight, but it didn't have to be a fight. Do you guys remember? I told you there were like crows on the side of the road. It was the first time you guys fought a the land shark. I can't think of the, what the creature's called. Bullet. The bullet. Yeah, it was the first bullet, and uh, Dilly D or Dilly, Dilly Delwyn, yeah. Dilly Delwyn uh, yep. turned it into a undead bullet. Yep. Yes. Uh, that guy you looted, the dead body that was there, that's Crazy Man's cousin. And he was just like, oh, yeah. I don't even remember that. Exactly, because it's pointless. But I could have easily turned it into more of a moment, but it was like you guys never just casually went back, and that's a casual encounter. It, it would feel weird if I was like, yeah, 
you know, like imagine Kestin calls you guys up and he's like, hey guys, you guys need to come back. We got somebody needs some help. And you guys like rush over there. And then he's just like, yeah, this guy hasn't seen his cousin in a week. If you guys run into him, please let please, him know. If you find him, grab his pocket watch. Yeah, it's something like that. He's like, oh yeah, I want his necklace. And it's like, okay. So we get you. And then if you get his necklace, it's like, here's 500 gold pieces. It's just like, okay, thank you. Awesome. You know, like a, a low tier magic item costs like 10,000, right? <laughs> Dude, I think one thing that I'm really looking forward to is how book four ends. And I've kind of, I've already hinted at it because I told, because Josh knew about the X-rated thing. But I think book four is going to have a very interesting ending. X-rated. X-rated. With What's a flashback. A flashback of, a, after book four. Kind of the thing that leads you into book five. You know how we do those things. Oh, uh, okay. okay. What, I don't even remember what I did for book fours. I think I hinted at the resurrection. Yeah, I think I hinted at the resurrection happening. The uh, With the Black Sisters coming together with the Tiger Lords and then being like, Yeah, it's here. And then that was pretty much it. My little my little Marvel teaser I do at the end of the movie. But yeah. Tyler, I talked about this the other day. Are you still... You're not interested at all in playing D&D 1? Not really. Not even with these sick feats that they're coming out with? Not that really. are probably going to be mid-tier? It just sounds like the same game to me. I don't know. It's just like I'm not excited about it at all. It looks... And like I would better. much rather somebody be like him start a new pathfinder campaign mm -hmm. then somebody be like doing a dnd one like I'm, I'm so they released cleric and i was kind of talking about this the other night in discord uh cleric gets something from first to 12th level they're getting something new every level um and then at 12th level or i'm sorry at 13th level uh there's a break but they get their first seventh level spell and then they get a subclass feature at 14, break, a feed at level 16, break, then they get greater divine intervention, which is a lot better. It, it's a guaranteed thing that will happen uh, rather than it being like a 10% chance. Uh, so that's a big buff. And then at 19th level, you get another feat. And then at 20th level, you get an epic boon. So it's like, they, it looks like they they finally tried to fill out the class, at least, because it was so boring. It was like, first level, you get your subclass. Well, for clerics, it was huge. First level, you get like your subclass, you get spellcasting, you get channel divinity, um, you get your proficiencies, and it was like, you got a lot as a, as a cleric at first level. Now it's like, you get channel divinity, and you get spellcasting at first level, that's it. At second level, you can choose if you're like a casting uh, cleric, or if you're a melee cleric, or if you, uh, there's another one, a scholar, I think, where you're very good at skill checks. Um, and it's like, okay, you know, it's a little bit better, and then it's like a level three, then you get your cleric subclass, and it's like, oh, cool. I get my my cleric subclass and my first, my first two second level spells. So it's like, they, it feels like they're like, yeah, we realized that the game had, like, a bunch of missing aspects, so we're kind of filling in those missing aspects. If they I'm excited well, to see what Warlock looks like. That would be actually really fucking cool to see what it looks like. Because I feel like Warlock was lacking a lot, too. Or at times. I don't know. I've just... 
when I, I feel like when the majority of the class's concept is Eldritch Blasting a lot, it's boring. And I feel like that's all I ever heard a warlock do. Is just be like, Eldritch Blast, Eldritch Blast. I'm going to use one of my two spells today, and then later, maybe I'll use the other one. Kinda. One thing they are doing in one uh, D&D, or D&D 1, whatever it is. <clears throat> Channel Divinity has a heal now. I also hate that name. One D&D. Yeah. Or D&D one. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not the best name. It might be a working title. But um, so normally they can use Turn Undead, uh, which is a little different than it used to be. Pretty similar though. But they also have Divine Spark, and with Divine Spark as a magic action. You point your holy symbol at another creature you can see within 30 feet of yourself and focus divine energy at them. Roll a number of d8s equal to your proficiency bonus and add the rolls together. You either restore hit points to the creature equal to the total or force the creature to make a constitution save. On a failed save, the creature takes radiant damage equal to the total and on a successful save, the creature takes half as much. Now they don't say and it may be further on the, above the class, how many times per day you can do this. So you could be a cleric. Oh, hold on, it may say it right here. You use your channel divinity. You start with two such effects. You gain additional effects. Uh, you can use your channel divinity a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus and regain all expended uses after a long rest. So you can heal somebody twice a day with Divine Spark. Which is cool. I like that. I'm glad that they're kind of like, oh yeah, here's some more healing options. Because uh, you don't use turn undead a lot in 5e. So, early game channel divinity isn't that powerful until your subclass gets something cool. But later on, they gave clerics... Where is it? Did I skip it on accident? I think it's at level... 3? thought it was. I don't know where it's at. But they also get a smite undead now, where they can uh, just deal damage to undead in the area. And it's it's way better, I think, than it used to be. Somewhere in here, and I'm mad I can't find it, because I was so sure where it was the other day. Oh, here it is. So life domain now at level three. No, I'm sorry, at level six. You can pretty much do positive channel energy. But you just divide up the healing to everybody that's around you uh it seems like they kind of copied a lot of pathfinder and they were like yeah a lot of people yeah. are playing this game so let's just influence our game with what we originally did back in 3.5 and this was the how they decided to do that uh the more unfortunate thing is that the it seems like they're changing the ogl which is unfortunate for me because making content was extremely fun and I don't know when the update for it's coming out. So, if you're a content creator, the OGL is changing. Back in, I, th I don't remember when this came out, uh, Gary Gygax was pretty much like, OGL, there's an open game license. If you're a third-party publisher, you can completely use our stuff and make stuff to sell for our game. You know, that's no problem at all. And for a while, they were like, we're not going to change that. You know, that's just not who we are. Uh, obviously, here recently, Wizards has uh, undergone some changes. Uh, they're considering doing more subscription-based shit. 
making it harder to get around other content, uh, maybe even making content more expensive, kind of like the way video games have taken, you know, they're becoming $70 rather than 60. Uh, and Wizards have decided to make the OGL 1.1, uh, which affects their royal other royalty licenses. So, so what is the new OGL 1.1? A lot, actually. And I'm reading from a, a Gizmodo for, and this is pretty much just the news section of the, the podcast now. Uh, while the original OGL is a relatively short document coming in under 900 words, the new draft of the OGL, which was provided to io9 by a non-Wizards of the Coast developer, is over 9,000 words long. Uh, it addresses new tech technologies like blockchain, which I don't know anything about, and NFTs, and takes a long stance against. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use these words because they're quoting things. It takes a long stance or a strong stance against bigoted content, explicitly stating the company may terminate the agreement if third-party creators publish material that is blatantly racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, bigoted, or otherwise discriminatory. Um, I, I feel like using, and I don't know if these are the actual words that wizards used, if, or if this, this person is kind of putting them in quotes and therefore, you know, shrinking down what the words say. Uh, a lot of old D&D content and stuff that people, I think, go for nowadays has a lot of kind of rougher feel in the third third poverty publishing rules i mean you go look at some of the yeah. stuff from pathfinder there's some rougher older things in it you know what i mean um i mean uh there's a there's a part in kingmaker i remember uh one of the characters one of the bandits uh i think she was raped and they talked about like you know that's like kind of like what made her evil and what changed her because after she was raped she went after the bandits that did it and she killed them uh and that's kind of how she rose to the ranks she became this very aggressive person that really you know if you if you stood up against her she killed you kind of attitude um and i'm wondering just how how aggressive this thing is going to be like if there's like oh yeah there's this dwarf that doesn't like orcish people are they going to be like, oh, yeah, that's that's bad. And they're going to take that project down because like, I mean, that's just how a lot of old style know, I content like, is. I feel like that's just a game. Like that's the just way, the world of the The way that I interpreted the, their rules is if like, is if it's like real life racism or real life bigotry. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I mean, like, I don't think that they'll be able to to get rid of like a, a orc hating dwarf or like a human hating orc you know what mm -hmm, I mean? like mm -hmm. those things are just in D, D, and like i mean i don't know you know you guys but you know not to go off on any tangent or i don't really feel any way about it in any one way or another but i didn't really like hear about like anybody being trans until like you know, 2000, like, I don't know, 14 or something, stuff like yeah, that. Like, time. there's never been any, like, transphobic, like, D&D &D material. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's that pretty I'm much what I'm trying to... Exactly. So, yeah. like, and if it was, then it was probably made in the last 10 years or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, and it's made by someone who's transphobic. 
So, to me, I feel like that's more like, if you bring any, like, real-life bullshit into your module, we're gonna cut ties with you. At least that's how I took it. Yeah. Um... So, I mean, I I like the way that they're attacking it, where it's like, yeah, we're just trying to stop people from being assholes. That's fine. I don't, I don't, I'm not bothered by that. I just don't want it to be like, yeah, this, this dwarf just doesn't like orcs. And they're like, yeah, that, that goes against it. That's take it down. And it's kind of like, well, that's like the whore, whole, I don't know why I said whore. That's like the whole, like, story of like orcs and orcs or dwarves and orcs. Holy shit. Dwarves and orcs <laughs> in Pathfinder. I'm like thinking like five words ahead. Dwarves and orcs in Pathfinder. Did I say it again? No, I said it right. Dwarves and orcs. You nailed it. They come from uh, the earth, essentially the Glorian, the, the center of it. And dwarves' quest for Sky was to reach the surface and, you know, essentially get away from the orcs because they all lived underground and that's why they've grown such hatred against each other. Um, so when the dwarves cracked through the earth crust and made it up to the surface they let loose the orcs as well you know on they didn't mean to you know it just happened they got out eventually the orcs are going to get as well out as well so a lot of races in pathfinder are pretty upset about that because they're like okay well the world was nice and then dwarves showed up and they brought orcs with them and now orcs just like kill and slaughter and rape all over the countryside and we hate that. And a lot of people are like, yeah, we kind of hate that too. So a lot of people are against dwarves for the reason that they brought orcs over. So it's like, that's just like the old history that the the game has had. And I know things are changing in a few ways uh, with Paizo putting out 2E. I think they kept the lore the same relatively. I think they said there's a few things that changed. But um, I don't know. If they're going to fix, if the OGL just kind of fixes assholeism, I'm okay with that. Um, but moving on in this in this document about what is going to be in the new OGL, one of the biggest changes to the document is that it updates the previously available OGL to state that it is no longer an authorized license agreement. By ending the original OGL, many licensed publishers will have to completely overhaul their products and distribution in order to complete or to comply with the updated rules. Large publishers who focus mostly exclusively on products based on the original OGL including Paizo, Cobalt Press, and Green Ronin, will be under pressure to update their business model incredibly fast. Um, There's no mistake, according to the document procured by io9, the new agreement states that the open game license was always intended to allow the community to help grow D&D and expand it creatively. It wasn't intended to subsidize major competitors, especially now that PDF is by far the most common form of distribution. The sentiment is reiterated later on in the document. The OGL wasn't intended to fund major competitors, and it wasn't intended to allow people to make D&D apps, videos, or anything other than printable material for use while gaming. We are updating the OGL in part to make that very clear. I'm going to read that again. OGL wasn't intended to fund major competitors, and it wasn't intended to allow people to make D&D apps, videos, or anything other than printed and then parentheses or printable materials for use while gaming. We're updating the OGL in part to make that clear. I don't really, I don't really understand what that means. It wasn't intended to fund major competitors. That makes sense. They don't want to fund Paizo 
while Paizo's making Pathfinder by, you know, them selling 5e shit and it being fine. That that makes fun. That makes sense to me. It wasn't intended to allow people to make D&D apps, D&D videos, or anything other than printed or printable materials for use while gaming. So people were making D&D apps, videos. I don't I don't know what that means. I mean like streaming. I don't know what apps would be. So I'll just move on. I'll maybe understand it later when I start reading more of what the actual 1.1 says. Paizo Inc., publisher of the Pathfinder RPG, one of D&D's largest competitors, declined to comment on the changes for this article, stating that the rules updated was a complicated and ongoing situation. Chris Promise, Promise, founder and president of Green Ronin Publishing, said that despite the fact that one of their own products, Mutants and Masterminds, was published under the original OGL in 2002 and is still available today. They had not seen the updated OGL and they do not believe there's any benefit to switching to the new one as described. Wizards of the Coast declined to comment for this article or answer specific questions about the leaked OGL document. That's another thing. The OGL, this 1.1, was leaked. So nobody actually knows if this is all true. That's why I think it's supposed to come out within this early this month, so sometime soon. So nobody really knows what's going to happen, which is super fun as a bystander. Because like I was talking to like 46 earlier, who makes a lot of content for 5e and makes really fucking good content. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of upset about it. He's like, I don't really know what's going to happen. He's like, I, I have a lot of friends, you know, that do this shit. So it's going to be kind of upsetting. And I was like, well, you know, it looks like, you know, something I read on D&D Beyond, they were saying like, yeah, it's going to be okay for DM, uh, DM Guild um, and some other like uh, drive-by RPG. He was like, those websites, they'll be okay. Uh, they're more so going after the other kind of groups out there that are making stuff that's not gameplay related. And 46 was kind of like, yeah, I'll believe that when I when I read it. And I was like, okay, that's fair, you know. Because I'm kind of in the same boat right now. So I'm nervous about it. Uh, fortunately, we've kind of started branching out and making more than just items. Because um, I don't know if my items, like if me just posting items is going to be kind of a, a consider OGL. Even though they're free to use, I feel like they wouldn't. Um, but posting content, even though I don't make a lot of money, I've made like a very little money off the items I post on GM Guild. Uh, it would suck to see that the whole site like go down because they were like, yeah, we just don't, we don't want you doing that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. So that was the news portion. Um, do you guys got anything else? No. No? no TJ? Okay. Well, guys, I think this is a perfect time to wrap it up. So. Wrap it up. Always wrap, wrap it up, dude. up wrap it always all right guys i'm your host Scudario. i was joined by the goomen thank you guys for being here cj and tyler and i will see you all next session oh yeah practice yeah. safe sex wrap it up ending message